Welcome to another episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. I am your host, Brian Bott of Sports Advantage here in the Madison area. Very excited to bring you this episode. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Coach Manchi from the Kimberly Papermakers and the Fox Valley Throws Club. Coach, you awake over there? Are you good to go? What's up? Absolutely. It was great to have a game Friday night of football. And our special guest this week is a former athlete at Kimberly High School. And and he was an unbelievable football track athlete. And what a career he's having at NDSU. And we're going to get into that real quick. Yeah, we're very excited. Uh, obviously, one of the messages that, that we really push on the podcast is that of leadership. And no better guest uh, to share some of those stories and share some of um, his information than NDSU D lineman and former Kimberly paper maker Logan McCormick. Logan, are you over there? Oh yeah, I'm here, alive and ready to roll. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you getting up. Uh, we're we're recording this podcast on a Sunday morning, and obviously Logan's still in college, so we appreciate uh, him getting up early on a on a Sunday morning. So, Logan, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and 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 kind of your story and 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 what you're doing now over at NDSU. Uh, sounds good. So uh, you guys kind of hit the the highlights. Uh, born and raised in Kimberly, Wisconsin. Um, I got mom, dad, and brother and two sisters. Um, played, love football ever since I was a little kid. Um, ever since I was probably four or five years old, me and my brother were playing catch in the backyard and, and doing all that good stuff. Um, football was always my first love, but uh, Coach Matchy mentioned I uh, also participated in track and field uh, at uh, my time in, at KHS. Um, was pretty successful at it um, due to the great coaches that we had. Uh, one of them here with us today, um, uh, had a, a lot of great opportunities um, as a leader, uh, both in high school and in college, um, hoping to continue to grow that and to affect people and become a, a better leader every single day. Going back to that, uh, Logan, and first of all, congratulations on the first win this year at the 28 to 6 over Albany, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Back in high school, you know, I had uh, I was very grateful to have the opportunity to coach you because uh, you were obviously very mature in high school, and and you were one of those individuals that um, knew the understanding, the importance of how athletics was going to shape you, and even to the person that you are today. But you were all state football player in high school, and you were all state in track. You were a thrower for me. You were all state shot putter. You were all state discus athlete. You went on state championship teams. You were on a, a track state championship. You were involved with that. You were on a football state championships, multiple. Explain how playing multiple sports in high school was so important in your development and continues to be as you left high school and are at the collegiate level. Well, it means everything, honestly. Uh, all the different movements, uh, strength, flexibility that I learned while doing shot put and discus, it, it helped me become a better athlete. Um, most people don't realize that you got to be an athlete in order to throw a little bit and uh, stay in that, uh, that circle. It's uh, what, seven, seven, almost eight feet long. Um, but it just challenged my mindset as well. Obviously being a, a single sport or single person uh, sport, uh, it's kind of more of like a, a mental game, which at times can, can be really difficult. I know I've been in a few slumps in my career um, in football and in track, but in track, it's all you. And I think that's one of the great things that you you always talk about, that the tape measure doesn't lie. 
And that, that taught me a lot about holding myself accountable so that I can be better in those team aspects. Um, and yeah, track is an individual sport, but winning that state championship together was probably one of the funnest experiences I've ever had. You know, and one of the things I remember back in high school is uh, I think a lot of individuals don't realize when college recruiters look at an individual and for your instance, you know, recruiting you as a football player, I know a lot of the questions the college coaches uh, brought to my attention was that you were challenging yourself in other sports. You know, a lot of times sprinters, you know, a skilled person in football, you know, competing in a hundred meter or the 200 meter or relays is very important. And you get a valid assessment of how fast the person really is. It's not some coach or a kid saying, Hey, I run 4.540 or whatever. And they really don't, or, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So it's a valid assessment. Same thing. Like when you throw, you know, you cannot throw the shot put 60 foot like you, you, you did in high school and not be a great athlete in a seven foot circle. So that was really attractive to you when the college recruiters, I remember they would come and ask me, Hey, what do you think of this Logan McCormick? And I said, it, it, it speaks for itself. You know, the huddle film and football speaks for itself and his distances in track and field. And I know that was a, a big a plus as far as when football colleges were offering you scholarships and Hey, can this guy be successful at the next level? Yeah, absolutely. I remember uh, coach Gazer actually came to a meet one time when he was uh, recruiting Wisconsin uh, after I'd already committed, but uh, we're, we're always talking about uh, guys that are coming in. If they're explosive, if we watch, we watch their football track, basketball highlights whatever it takes they, they just want to get to know what you're like as an athlete and any way that you can showcase that is is great I mean um I mean I know I had some clips of me throwing uh on huddle as well and um you always told me that you should I should get a video of me dunking a basketball on there but honestly that's what they look for um especially this past year in COVID they didn't have a whole lot of game film to watch people off of so they had guys doing workouts and all this other stuff to show that they're they're athletes and any way you can do that is a good way well, Dean, I don't, I, after just listening kind of the rundown of some of the things Logan's accomplished, because um, I haven't been firsthand with him like you have, whoever built Michael Phelps's trophy room in his house, probably Logan ought to hire him because it sounds like he's got a lot of accolades, which speaks to the competitiveness of the person he is. You know, I think um, just, just being a competitive person is, is very important. And Logan, obviously, Dean and I are, are, are extremely good friends. Um, I follow the Kimberly football program you know very exclusively um, because of him and coach jones who i've spoke with and and done high school clinics with and and things like that and i remember watching a game uh, because the wia state championships are always on tv and uh, i believe you guys are playing franklin and it was in the you know in the midst of that 70 game win streak and i believe you guys were down i think it was 14 10 nothing 14 nothing somewhere like that and, you know, as the team was going to the locker room, there was a, you know, the, the TV panned out on the team and it wasn't coach Jones talking to the team. It was you, you know, um, you know, and very, uh, you know, aggressively, you know, speaking your mind, whatever it was you said, obviously we like to keep that within the locker room setting and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, but from a message standpoint, a leadership standpoint, you know, that's one thing that Kimberly and, and successful programs pride themselves on, Logan, is the players are the leaders. The players, you know, do those things in, in critical moments. So 
as a captain of the team, kind of what was your message at, at that point? Um, Cause that was obviously, you know, all, you know, all the cards were on the table right there. Right. And I just want to reiterate what you just mentioned. Uh, all great teams are player led and that's at any level. That's high school, college, NFL. It's all about the players that want to take charge and ownership of, of their program essentially. Um, but I honestly don't remember word for word what I said, but all I knew or all I know that I remember is that I, I was, I was obviously getting on some guys, but that's because I love them. And I was telling them, Hey guys, we're better football players than what we are, but there's nothing special that we have to do. We just have to be us. We have to go out there and execute the things that we're asked to, and we'll be just fine. And sometimes people get a little upset that voices are raised, but I don't think anybody at, in that moment took it in an offensive way. I think everybody realized like, Hey, that's true. We're, we're all great football players and we just got to come together as a team and, and get the job done, which we ended up doing. And uh, probably one of the, the funnest games I've ever played in. And I think too, Logan, that the L word that you shared and coach Jones has spoke to, spoke about that, that's in your program. Um, and you can replace it with care if, if you feel like the word love makes you soft, which it doesn't. But I think when you have that true caring for your players, coaches, and when you have, you know, a love for your teammates, having those moments, the players don't take that as personal attacks. And I think so much in our society, people want to think of that as like a personal attack. Like you're attacking me right now that I'm not playing well. Well, if you take ownership in your, in your play and you're all committed to the same thing, that should be something that is just natural, right? I mean, everybody should be, you know, people should feel like, hey, this guy is being real with me. I really need to step up my game because he cares about me, not because he's just trying to be mean to me, right? Right. And one thing that uh, we talk about is uh, not having uh, conflict and uh, um, kind of abrasive talks. We talk about having constructive conversations. So that it kind of takes that negative stigma away um, when you are addressing something that needs to change. Um, that can be within your culture, um, something that isn't uh, following up to standards and stuff like that. Having a constructive conversation where you're building something, you're building a relationship, you're building that communication instead of having a negative connotation where you're kind of tearing it down when you're saying, I'm like we're having a conflict or something like that. Logan, I don't know what was said in that huddle either but it worked yeah and, um it, <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt it worked i remember we were as coaches we were you know like where the heck's the team at halftime we're trying to coaches wanted to make some adjustments and all that and i just remember thinking to myself I, you know yeah coaches we're going to make adjustments but i think the best adjustment just happened before those kids entered the locker room and uh that was an unbelievable experience and i just remember you know every athlete on the team had total, total respect for you and, and what kind of job, you know, and your work ethic and your day-to-day, -day, you know, what you did in practice, you practiced hard, but the way you went about your business was just something that all the athletes made sure that they just followed. And you were such a great example. The question I have for you is if being a leader in the high school is very difficult, especially being a vocal leader you know, I, as an educator at the high school level myself, it's, it's very difficult. Kids don't want to talk in front of their teammates or, 
their peers. So how did you rise above the fear of failure and the fear of judgment as a leader, especially when you were at Kimberly High School? Because, you know, somebody's always going to criticize you. It's just like the coach on a Saturday, you know, everybody's going to say the coach should have did this or an NFL game. Somebody's always an armchair quarterback. So how did you kind of get over that stigma, especially with the social media, you know, age that we're in right now? Because people are right. always great to criticize, but they're not there on a day-to-day basis. So how did you overcome that? Uh, I think a big part of it was my upbringing. Um, I'm thankful that I uh, grew up in a time where we didn't have all the social media going on. Um, I didn't I didn't have a cell phone basically until I was in late middle school and then early high school. Uh, didn't, didn't have a whole lot of social media options, didn't want them right away. Um, kind of got into them more as far as recruiting purposes, but I'm thankful that I was able to grow up without them. Um, but speaking out as a leader, I, like I said, it came up to my, it came down to my upbringing as well as my empowerment from our coaches. Uh, they, they showed me, my coaches and my parents, they showed me the way that, that you have to go about your business. And if, if they're not doing it the right way, then you got you gotta say something because I had ownership in our program and and a lot of other people did as well. And I, I guess it, it was more important to me to, to establish that standard than it was anything else. Cause how you do any, anything is how you do everything. You, yes! you can't turn it up. You yes! can't turn it on or off. <laughs> yes. So I think, uh, you got Brian excited. On oh, that yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I just think that being a leader, yes, it's, it's natural. It can be natural, but, uh, we have a lot of leadership development within our program from, honestly, it's not just high school. We got it from, what is it? When, when do they start doing the youth camp? Like fourth or fifth grade coach Mashey? Yeah. I remember I did, I did that every single year and every single year, uh, Coach Heisler already knew who I was. Uh, obviously, he taught me in, in intermediate school. Um, Coach Jones knew who I was before when, um, before I came in from uh, my brother. So there was a lot of development um, as people, which is huge. Um, playing sports is, is is about the people, and you can't you can't avoid having those conversations. And I guess I was just more okay with that than the average person. And that might also be due to the maturity that we kind of talked that coach Matchy hit on before. Um, you know, to go with that, Logan, I think in today's day and age of, of college football and even high school football now, um, there's a lot more fan interaction on social media and things like that. And um, as a captain and a leader of your, of your teams, you know, you're, you're dealing with a 70 game win streak um, you're dealing with at NDSU, obviously, uh, incredible streaks and incredible tradition. And, you know, I'm going to speak to this a little bit for some of our fans in, in my area. You know, last year, you know, we had a kid play really well, and all of a sudden they're calling for him to be a Heisman Trophy winner. And, you know, he has a couple bad games, and all of a sudden they're, they're saying he's the worst thing ever. And I think a lot of times people have unrealistic expectations for – you know, athletes and, and what they're doing. So there's, and there's a lot of pressure that then fall on you guys, because you guys see that, you know, it's not like when Dean and I grow up where it was in the paper, you know, and people <laughs> talk about it at the local coffee shop, you know, it's open in front on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you guys, we, you know, you guys can say, you don't see that. We know you see it. Um, how do you help 
you know, some of your, your teammates and, you know, even work with some coaches on some of these unrealistic expectations that programs that have success, you know, you, you've earned it. You've earned those expectations because of the success you've had. How do you help deal with the fact that those expectations are, are sometimes a little unrealistic? Yeah, that's a difficult question. I mean, obviously it's a, I don't want to say it's a daily struggle, but every time you see it, it's going to come across your brain, you know? Um, but the biggest thing is having the support of your teammates, your coaches, anybody else that's in your corner that truly knows who you are and what you can do. But I personally try and stay off of the Instagram, Twitter, all the other news feed. I mean, I've done plenty of interviews in my career, but I try not to go back and listen to them because it, it's not, it's not really that important to me. Um, what really matters to me is what my teammates think of me, what my coaches think of me and um, the people that are closest to me. Uh, a big thing with it though, is uh, I know sometime like within the past year and a half, it seems like coach ends could never make the right decision. Uh, and just, just saying, Hey coach, I'm here for you. I'm going to do whatever you want. Uh, I'm here to, I'm here to serve. I'm here to, to listen and follow you and you can't make a bad decision. And sometimes that that's all it takes is just a, a helpful reminder from somebody, you know, and you care about to say, Hey, we're, we're all right. It doesn't matter what these other people outside of our organization think of us. We just got to attack the process one day at a time and we'll be okay. You know, I'm Logan, that's a great point. And that, you know, you had that communication with coach Ents like that, because, you know, I always felt like, you know, the captains and the leaders, they were like assistant coaches. And a lot of times I think so many times in a program, everybody thinks, ah, oh, the coaches are just doing everything and they're telling, you know, the athletes what to do. But like you said, player led is, is huge. And that's a great example of player led. And I think, you know, part of being a captain is having the coaches back. And part of being a coach is having the players back as well. And uh, you're going to run into some bumps in the road, some adversity. And, you know, how are the coach and the athlete going to deal with that adversity? Because we're all in it together. It's all about the team. And, uh, you know, that's, I think, what was probably one of your biggest assets to the Kimberly High School program is you were all about we instead of me. And I think so many times athletes are just concerned about themselves and not about the big picture. I remember when we started the winning streak at Kimberly High School, I can honestly say, I think, you know, the, after the first year and the second year and the third year, and, you know, you just hear all of a all, you know, next year's group's not going to be as good, that, you know? And part of the tradition in Kimberly was always, and the challenge was we want to keep this thing going. But it was athletes in the program, and I get it. No, a lot of, you know, athletes weren't totally mature at that time. And you think, well, we won the championship because it's our team. But the thing, biggest thing I saw when your group came in there is you guys were all about keeping this thing going. And then when you left, you were more important that the tradition continued instead of saying, hey, we were the guys that got, you know, kept this going and we kept this winning streak is you've come back numerous times and talked to our team. And it just made an unbelievable impact on the team because we can say it as coaches, we can say it every day, but boy, when an outsider comes in, especially somebody that was inside the program that was actually an athlete at the same school comes in and gives a message. It just reiterates everything. 
and, and really talks about the importance in the, in the tradition. Uh, good question for you. I just got here, Logan, as coaches, you know, we were hard on you because you were one of the best athletes. Kind of our, one of our deals is, you know, if, if you're a great athlete, we're, we're going to come down on you even harder. And uh, what was your mindset and advice for current high school athletes when dealing with hard coaching during practice, film sessions, et cetera? Because I think coaches, you know, can look at it two ways. They can favor their better, best athletes, right? And kind of let them get a little slack. Right. Or in our case, our tradition's always been, hey, we're going to come down on you even harder because we accept you as like an assistant coach and we want to keep raising the bar. So how did you kind of deal with that knowing, hey, I, you, you know, the coaches are going to get on me a little harder than some of these other guys. So how did you deal right. with that? Uh, well, one thing uh, that I learned a lot more in college is when you stop getting coached, that means you're, you've been given up on, uh, essentially. Um, I've played with a lot of guys that have come and gone that didn't make it to our program because they couldn't accept the coaching and coaches get bored of it. And it's, it's their livelihoods. It's, it's our livelihoods as well. Like we have a job to do and we have to be successful. And if you can't take coaching, then you're probably in the wrong spot, you know? And I think a big thing for me, as far as accepting coaching was, was understanding that the message wasn't out of, of spite or hatred. It was out of love and care for what, what I was going to do for the team. Um, some, some would say that it was for an example of, for the rest of the team to see how it was to take coaching. Um, as far as from a leader's standpoint, like everybody can get coached. Nobody's above the program. And just, just understanding that it's about the message. It's not about the volume or what the words are exactly said. Because I know in college, we've got some coaches that get really, really heated at practice and in games. But it's not about the message. It's about or it's about the message. It's not about how it's uh, a scent or anything like that. Logan, um, you know, for, from your standpoint, obviously being a part of uh, Kimberly program and now obviously choosing to go to NDSU with a similar success. Uh, and we, as coaches talk about entitlement on how we battle entitlement all the time, but as players, um, you know, you guys are fighting that as well. So as a leader of the team, you know, how are you that, you, you know, I think the captains are always an extension of the coaching staff. And so when you have captains that are dialed in with the coaching staff, you know, the verbiage is the same or the message is the same. How do you as a captain or a leader of the team help fight entitlement? Because I'm sure, you know, you're a senior at Kimberly and you got some sophomores that are playing like, oh, yeah, state champions. We're going to win a state, you know, or <laughs> even at NDSU, right? Oh, national champ, this, that. You know, how do you fight that as a player? Because entitlement is real and we see it all the time. And I see it in, in the workforce. You see it when at all phases of life, how do you fight that as a athlete and a leader of your teams? It's a daily battle. I'll be honest with you. And it's not, it's not just people that have bad mindsets or who aren't don't want to be coached and it's, it's, it's nothing like it's not yeah. a problem it's yeah. everybody I, I i think about it every single day um but understanding that entitlement and ego is one of the greatest destroyers of, of success uh really really helps me helps our, our leaders on our team um to to emphasize it every single day that 
we have to be on top of it and and not let it creep in because as soon as it does it can tear us down and I, I, there was definitely a part of that that led to our failure um, in the spring. Um, we, we had come off three straight national championships, um, obviously had uh, some really good football players on that team and, and lost some of them. But a big part of it was the, the complacency and, and thinking that and Coach Hens always says we can roll uh, the helmets out and we'll just show up because we're the bison. But that's not how it works. You got to put in work every single day in order to, to be successful and, and attack the process. So I, I, I don't think there's any secret formula, anything specific that you can do. It's just understanding that, hey, if, if I don't take care of business, that I'm, I'm going to at some point fail because success is fleeting. As soon as you get it, it's going to go away if you're not trying to better yourself and keep improving. So I think the, the most competitive people I know understand that. Um, and they, they take care of their business every single day to make sure that the entitlement doesn't creep in. And if it does, they address it and they're not afraid to do so. Kind of like what we talked about before. Logan, what, what are you going into as, as a college? Like, as what are you studying? Uh, I'm actually going for social science education. So teaching, uh, I also have a business administration minor, but uh, my goal, I want to be a, a college football coach. So uh, as soon as I'm done, I want to try and get into the, graduate assistant realm and see where that takes me. And I'm mean, really excited for it. Sorry to go off course, Dean, but if you ever want a job at Sports Advantage, you're hired. <laughs> you're <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, 100%. Go ahead, Dean. Sorry, I just, you know, I, I didn't want to forget about that, but like, yeah, go ahead. Dean. <laughs> Going along with that, Logan, you know, and we, we mentioned it over and over in our podcast, but consistency is the key. And one of the big messages, we have to be consistent. And I think with an entitlement is like you said, it's an everyday battle. Going to this year, I, I, I was watching, looking at Twitter, and I saw when you got announced as a captain at NDSU for your team, what did that mean to you? And then also, was that a goal of yours? Absolutely. Um, some people don't like to address it, but I think it's everybody's dream to be the captain of their football team because it's the highest honor that you can receive. Um I, I never take it lightly. I mean, in high school, I was, I was captain twice. Uh, this is my second time being captain in college. And it, it means the world to me that, that so many people on my team think of me in a, in a way that they want me, of all people, on 115 guys on our roster, to represent them uh, in all ways, on and off the field. Um, it's, it's a great responsibility, but it's something that I've always wanted. I've always wanted to bring on more responsibility and and to kind of have that leadership ability to, to help our team be successful in any way possible. Uh, but it means everything to me. So as, as a leader, obviously, Logan, that, that you have been, um, and now you, you get this title, do you feel like your responsibilities and expectations have increased? Or what do you think some of the extra you know, expectations that maybe you put on yourself are in holding the title of captain? Yeah, I mean, I, as far as extra responsibility I'd say no but um I definitely put a little bit more stress on myself or pressure um but if if you're how do I word this I got voted a captain because I do the little things right but that's 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 kind of the expectation like that's the standard like yes people showing up late that's 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 not the standard so it's People say that I, I work hard or I do all these things, uh, but that's that's expected. 
Um, yeah. it's, it's actually everything above and beyond that, that sets people apart. Um, and I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the second part of your question. Just some expectations or, or responsibilities maybe that you, that you feel like you have. Right. So, I mean, there's a couple other things that we have to do. So we meet a few times a week with coach Hans just for him to kind of check in, see if there's any issues with the team. Um, but just knowing that the biggest thing is just knowing that people are watching you all the time. Um, and you have to be an example 100% of the time. You can't have mistakes. If you have mistakes, then, then you, it makes it seem like that you're okay with those things. And that's the last thing I would ever want for, for me to show up late or um, do something wrong on the field or off the field. And then now that I've done it, that means it's okay for others to do so. And, and I think just by, by doing all those little things right all the time um, was kind of a, a good way for me to, to step into a leadership role where I didn't have to change as much as maybe some other people that aren't expected to be a leader also get forced to be, to be one as a captain. So. Logan, stay uncomfortable. I love your shirt. I know our, our listeners aren't going to be able to see your shirt here, but stay uncomfortable. Tell me a little bit about what that means to the NDSU football program. Well, it's, it's actually a position group thing. Uh, my position coach, coach Williams, defensive ends coach, um, his biggest thing is staying uncomfortable because the second that you get comfortable with what you're doing, you're going to fail. And it may not be right away, but it goes down to the little things. Like in our, in our defensive line stance, obviously we have our hand in the dirt doing all these types of things. But if you get comfortable in your, in your stance, then that means you're either not exploding off as much as you should, or you're thinking too much and all these other things. You're not reacting. You're trying to do all these other things. So I, I struggle with it myself. It's kind of the same thing as the entitlement. And I think they, they go hand in hand, staying uncomfortable. Um, it's, it's a reminder. You got to give yourself every single day. Um, and wearing these shirts around, it, it kind of helps it helps us, um, maintain that and make sure we're pushing ourselves to stay uncomfortable in everything that we do, uh, academics, football and life. Um, cause that's what true competitors do is they, they push themselves to the limit. And then once they achieve that, they keep going and push their bodies and minds as much as they can. I know the Fargo dome is a little bit far away from uh, Kimberly, Wisconsin, but it is my goal to come and watch a game at the Fargo Dome because for everybody I know that has had that experience, it's it's pretty crazy. I saw it on game day when game day was in Fargo and it was just crazy. So give our listeners what it's like to play in there, Fargo Dome, and what football means to that community because there's no NFL team in North Dakota. Correct. So give us a little bit of example of that, and I promise you I'm going to try to do everything I can to get to one of your games. This I'll road year. trip up there with you, Dean. I've been to games. Though. It's, it's <laughs> you think awesome. we got connections for tickets? Yeah, I hope so. Oh, I, I can get All right. <laughs> but uh, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about uh, playing in, in a full Fargo Dome like we did yesterday. And it just, it's such an exhilarating feeling when we, we walk out of our locker room and uh, they got ACDC blaring, lights are off, and uh, – we, we run out there and there's 20,000 screaming NDSU fans. There's nothing like it. Absolutely nothing like it. Uh, playing there on defense, it gets loud. Uh, have, can't have any type of verbal communication on defense, which can be a struggle at times, honestly. Uh, when we get unusuals and checks and all that stuff. 
but um it means everything to our community and it means everything to us uh like coach Matchy said there's no professional football team the closest one is the minnesota vikings and obviously i'm a packers fan growing up in wisconsin uh so i, I get in a few heated arguments with some uh some roommates but um the, the fans it's, it's an entire community and it's it's got like a small town feel to it where if if we're out in public people will, will some, come say hello um or that they'll they'll want to <laughs> they'll want to have dinner with us, which obviously we can't do. But it, it's really a close knit community, and I I wouldn't change change it for the world. Uh, I, I really appreciate all of our fans, um, not just in North Dakota, across the country, but um, it's it's really special playing in the Fargo Dome. I wouldn't change it for anything. Logan, so uh, usually at this point in our podcast, we get ready to shut it down and let let our guests, you know, any comments they want to make. But we want to put a plug in, obviously, for Dean's Fox Valley Throws Club, which is starting up here in September. You've actually thrown with Coach Manchi, and and you've actually, I think, come back and even spoken to his group or been there. So for our listeners who are throwers, please explain to them why the Fox Valley Throws Club is different. Oh, it's an unbelievable game changer. Um, obviously the more reps that you can get, the better you're going to be at whatever you're doing. And, um, I wish I would have had the opportunity when I was in high school, uh, to have more time with coach Matchy. I mean, seems like I spent more time with coach Matchy, coach Jones and all those guys than my own family, but that they, they brought me to where I am today. And I would have taken, I would have given anything to have those opportunities to, to throw with coach Matchy and, and coach Hardy and all those other guys, because they know what the heck they're doing. They're really great coaches. Um, they're looking out for the best for you as athletes, um, and they're going to get you better every day. So if, if you have the opportunity, I would say go do it and push yourselves because you're, you're only going to be as good as much as you work. So go do it. And thanks a lot, Logan. I, one of the best things that you have ever done is you've always given back to the program. You're a true program guy. And when we say hashtag throwing family, you've come back and you have helped at Fox Valley Throws Club, you've helped the Kimberly football program, the Kimberly track program, and you're always giving back. You're always serving. And uh, it, it's been a pleasure to watch you grow after you left high school and the continued success. I believe we have only lost like five games in your high school and your college career, which is unbelievable <clears throat> football. I mean, to only have, you know, that many losses and, and be where you are at today and be a captain on a high school team and state championships and national championships at NDSU. I mean, I don't think you could have a better career as far as the accolades that you have had and the experiences you've had. And I'm very proud that to know that you are, you want to be a college coach because you're going to be a doggone good one. And like coach Bot said, if you decide not to go that way and you definitely want to help athletes get better, and increase sports their advantage, performance. Sports Advantage Fox City sounds like a good idea to me. Sports <laughs> Advantage Fox Valley throws Fox City sounds really good to me, Logan. You 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 know, we got a spot waiting for you there. Yeah. And if I can get Brian off for a Saturday, we will drive whatever nine hours and make that happen because I'm telling you, it's been a bucket list. And I remember when Colton Eagle was playing there, you know, I always wanted to to be able to go out there and it's just so hard because on a Friday night football game, and then you got to come back on Sunday, but you know, I have to get it done this year. And um, it would be a pleasure for me to be able to watch 
you in the Fort Fargo Dome and to have that experience. It's been on the bucket list and uh, tell you what, I'm going to do whatever I can to make that happen if we got to drive all night and, and all day. But um, I'm extremely proud of you, brother. I love you. And uh, you know I'm always there for you if you ever have any questions. And uh, Brian, you want to wrap this thing up? Logan, I, I tell you what, um, in the 35, 40 minutes I've been talking with you, I'm so impressed um, with you as a person and your leadership and uh, your sincerity um, uh, on the type of person you are. So keep, keep doing that. Don't change. You know, the world is going to tell you that you should change as you get out. Don't ever change. Hard work, discipline, doing things the right way is going to get you a long way in life. And I hope so many of our high school and college athletes listen to this one because this is this is a game changer. Um, so we're going to wrap it up. Logan, appreciate you hopping on a Sunday morning. Um, again, Fox Valley Throws Club is going hard here in, in the fall. Those of you that are interested in Sports Advantage, you can email me, brian at sportsadvantage.com. Make sure, guys, that you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at uh, Get Your Edge Pod. Uh, we've got a lot of great information on that. And share the show, please, with friends, coaching, coaching friends, uh, athletes, stuff like that, because I think we're sharing a lot of great information. We'll talk to you guys later. Chop it! <laughs>